Hello, welcome to Emotions and Potions, a love slash hate letter with Ashton and Alex. Hello, everybody. I'm Ashton. I'm Alex. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Today's letter is to Penelope Douglas's birthday girl, an age gap romance novel. Hit right. us with that synopsis. All right. So this is what the book is about. Jordan, he took me in when I had nowhere else to go. He doesn't use me, hurt me, or forget about me. He listens to me, protects me, and sees me. I can feel his eyes on me over the breakfast table, and my heart pumps so hard when I hear him pull in the driveway after work. I have to stop this. It can't happen. My sister once told me there are no good men, and if you find one, he's probably unavailable. Only Pike Lawson isn't the unavailable one. I am. Pike. <laughs> I took her in because I thought I was helping. As the days go by, though, it becomes anything but easy. I have to stop my mind from drifting to her and stop holding my breath every time I bump into her in the house. I can't touch her, and I shouldn't want to. But we're not free to give in to this. She's 19, and I'm 38. And her boyfriend's father. Unfortunately, they both just moved into my house. I think that describes the book pretty well. I think that gives readers a general idea that this is going to be an age gap to kind of taboo relationship. So in today's episode, obviously we are going to talk a ton about our emotions. But first, let's bring in the potions aspect. Today, Alex prepared this beautiful freaking looking drink. We will post it on our Instagram. Let me introduce you to Donut Daddy. It's a birthday drink. It's a celebratory, very sweet. This is definitely taking all the boxes. Please tell me about the rim. So the rim, I made a donut glaze, garnished it with sprinkles. So it is very birthday. This drink is definitely like a one and done. Yes. It's not something you're going to be wanting to drink multiple of. No. In a sitting. So what's, what's in it? So it is cake vodka, strawberries and cream Baileys, some amaretto, shaken, and pour it into an iced, chilled... I did it in a coupe glass, or you could do a martini glass. Or if you don't want a whole lot, make it a shot. I think this would be a really good shot. You could do the same garnishing with the shot. This drink is fantastic. I'm here for it. And it, it definitely sets me up to talk about Birthday Girl. Okay, so now we're going to dive deep and hard into Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas. I'm ready and excited for this one. Okay, so kind of a brief like overview on this book. There are some triggering content warnings that are kind of given to us. Um, these include what we've already kind of mentioned with that taboo age gap romance. Since she's 19, he's 38. Mm -hmm. Obviously there is a major age gap right there. Um, it is a slow burn. So you don't really get the hot and heavy scenes until about 67% throughout or through the book. It is a forbidden romance, obviously, with Pike being Jordan's boyfriend's dad. Yep. And there's a lot of masturbation in this book. Oh, yeah. More so than I... So Alex and I have already read this book, and we reread it so we could do it for the podcast. And I have to say that the masturbation in this was definitely a lot more the second time that I read mm -hmm. it. I was like, oh, shit. It stood out a lot more. There's also some cheating, parental abandonment and neglect, physical abuse, underage drinking, death of a friend. And this book is also written in a dual first person point of view. So you get both perspectives from Jordan and Pike. All right. So let's just get down and dirty. Let's talk about these characters. Let's talk about these characters. So obviously we have Jordan and Pike being the two main characters and we will talk so much about them. 
But let's start off with some of the more minor characters. Do you want to talk about Cole real quick? Yes. And it's, tell us who Cole is. So Cole is Jordan's boyfriend and Pike's son. So he's kind of a main character, but slightly below Jordan He's and like Pike. a B. Yeah. Like a B list. Because definitely a lot of the plot, he's part of the love triangle, if you will. But he's not, like, around a whole lot. No. But you get with their inner dialogues. It's a lot of talking about Cole. Um, So Cole is 19 as well. Him and Jordan are currently together. They've been together for three years. Something like that. Um, They've been – they started out as friends. And their friend passes away. And through that trauma is what really bonds Jordan and Cole together. And Cole is – the immature one in the relationship. He's not really thinking about what's next in his life. He's just a partier, blows all his money. He has no direction. Yeah, no direction. Very lost. And that gets him and Jordan into these weird relationship problems and dynamics because she's very opposite of that. She's more of an old soul. Mm -hmm. She kind of has her shit together, at least internally. Yes. Where Cole doesn't. Yeah, Cole does not. He's just kind of lives in the moment kind of guy. And so he becomes very neglectful and, like, forgets about Jordan and, like, responsibilities. Because they moved out together and they have an apartment together. And he's not really providing and supporting their little household that they've created. And then Cole also has a pretty rocky relationship with his dad, Pike. So the next character um, to kind of get introduced um, is Lindsay. Very spiteful and just like an ugly person inside. She is the reason why Cole and Pike don't have a good relationship. Lindsay and Pike split when Cole was only two. Mm -hmm. Lindsay being the mother won the court's kind of approval. And so she got full custody. And as he grew up, she kind of started putting things in his head to get him to not like Pike and build that riff because Lindsay couldn't keep Pike Mm -hmm. and she's salty about it. And she's just, she sucks. She does. And she's one of those, like, she likes to keep Pike in her back pocket. Yes. She and Pike, it's mentioned that they like continue to kind of hook up kind of across the years. Cole's 19 now. So obviously they haven't been together for 17 years, but in those 17 years they have, he's had some weak, Moments where he's given in to Lindsay's qualms and her needs. Mm-hmm. And so Lindsay kind of likes to keep him kind of in her back pocket. Because she's also like a serial dater. She's not remarried. She's kind of... She's always looking for the next best thing. Every encounter you get with her throughout this book, you're just like... Go away. Stop. But it makes a great antagonist. It does. Because she definitely does bring a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Ah, Alex loves Cam. <laughs> I adore Cam. Cam is Jordan's older sister. She's 23. She's a single mom. And she is a stripper at The Hook, which is the local strip club. Her relationship in the book, she has this motherly but also sisterly relationship and role in Jordan's life. She's protective of her sister, but she also riles her up. One moment she's like mama bear protective over Jordan, and the next she's like, I want you to come work at the strip club with me. Right. 
Like, the, what's, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> the dynamic is just so funny. I feel like Cam is our comic relief. The next character um, we're going to talk about is Shell. So Shell, she's not a huge character in this book, but I do feel like her aura, She's important, though. Yes, like, she has an important role, even though you don't get a whole lot of interactions with her. Shell is the manager of the bar restaurant that Jordan works at. So Jordan waitresses, bartends. At Grounders. At Grounders. Shell is the owner and the manager of Grounders. So Shell also kind of similarly to Cam has kind of taken on that motherly role for Jordan. But I do feel like Shell is more thoroughly the mother figure. Where Cam kind of goes back and forth between being a mother and like the older sister. And Shell's very protective. That, and we see that throughout the book. And very no nonsense. Yes. There's like, a, she's a badass. Like, she's not someone I would want to cross. There's a perfect descriptor of Shell in the book where she's, like, the owner from the Coyote Ugly bar in the movie Coyote Ugly. And then our next villain character Ugh. is Jay. Ugh. Jay is Jordan's high school ex-boyfriend in fling of six months. She was with him before her and Cole started dating. He's a horrible, horrible horrible character also one of those with no redeeming qualities just like Lindsay. every scene every chapter every instance where jay's involved makes me so mad he's that piece of shit jock who peaked in high school doesn't leave his hometown and just continues to stay in that mindset that he and like is continues, yeah and continues to harass jordan mm-hmm it's like bled over until they're into their like adult life yes and it's kind of like grow the fuck up but he's always going to have that same Ah. high school jock mentality. I'm too cool. I can do no wrong, but really everything he does is wrong and horrible. And him and Cole aren't friends by any means, but they do still run in the same circles because they're both still partying with the people they went to high school with. And it's a smaller town. And it's a small town. So you're, it is what it is. Yes. So it's one of those, like they kind of, try to stay away from each other, but always end up in the same parties or in, with the same people. Yeah. And then our last character that we're kind of going to touch on um, is Dutch. So Dutch is Pike's best friend slash coworker. Co-work. Yeah. Slash coworker. Um, Dutch is also kind of like, I feel like a comic relief character. I feel like he sometimes brings out like funny moments and mm-hmm. funny kind of one-liners, but he's also like a voice of reason. He's Pike's voice of reason. Yes. And he's also a potster as well, because he also kind of likes to egg Pike on about having Jordan in his life, because Jordan is, like, Pike's ideal girl from when they were in high school, because, like, Dutch and Pike went to high school together. How the book starts off is very intriguing. So the first chapter, Jordan's working. It's her birthday. It's her 19th birthday. And she is at work. Shell lets her off early, mm-hmm. but she can't get in touch with her unreliable boyfriend, Cole, not responding to texts, not answering his phone. So she decides to go down to the local movie theater where they have like a late night showing of a scary movie. Yeah, because the other thing and a big thing with Jordan is she loves the 80s. Jordan is obsessed with the 80s. 80s TV, movies, music, all things 80s. And they're showing an 80s horror movie. Yes. And so she goes down to the movie theater. Shell gives her some donuts that she picked up for her birthday since she couldn't get her cake and a bottle of wine. 
to box go of wine, a box oh, it was a box of wine you're right a box of wine that gotta love the box wine <laughs> that jordan sneaks into said movie where she then makes a mess and she spills the wine she drops her phone she's flustered she's on the floor and she's flustered because jay's there yes and jordan seeing jay has like you know that ptsd like she just doesn't want anything to do with him she doesn't want him to recognize her and say something so she's scrambling to like collect herself and her things and she realizes her phone has kind of like skidded across the floor and landed near pike he's there alone an older guy who happens to be very good looking. To give some character descriptions of Pike, he's dark haired, he has hazel eyes, and he's like muscular. He works in construction. So his job is very physical. So he's he's stayed in really good shape Mm -hmm. and he's got the tats going. He's got the sleeve, which Alex and I are here for in real life and in fiction. I think because we're very much into tattoos in real life when like our book boyfriends have tattoos it's like i'm more so instantly drawn to this character yes exactly and so jordan is scrambling trying to find her phone which happens to be near this mystery man who's sitting by himself he ends up helping her out and they end up sitting together and watching the movie and you can already tell that she's intrigued she feels a little guilty because of cole but she's like vibing with him because he's actually like taking an interest in her paying her attention, noticing things. Like, he notices that she has donuts and wine, and he's like, what's this about? And she's like, oh, it's my birthday. And he does something really cute and, like, gets a match out and puts it in one of the donuts so she can blow out a birthday candle and make a birthday wish. Yes. So he's, like, actually paying attention, and they're bonding over a shared interest in movies. Pike likes horror movies, and Jordan just likes anything 80s. And so they end up watching the movie together, and things go well, like – nothing, whatever. They end up leaving the theater. But before that, Pike makes the comment about another showing of the, I think it's Poltergeist. I think they're playing Poltergeist like the next week or in a few weeks or something like Mm -hmm. that. And he mentions, maybe we'll run into each other. Maybe we'll run into each other. And this is where Jordan kind of feels guilty because deep down, she's kind of like, I want to meet him here. But I have a boyfriend. So she does let Pike know. So they leave the theater and they're going their separate ways when They both get calls from Cole. Yes. And so she answers. And Pike overhears it. And this is when they realize they have a shared connection being Cole. And that Cole is the boyfriend Jordan was talking about. And then Jordan realizes this man she was just kind of having a good conversation with and kind of like having this attraction moment is her boyfriend's father. Yes. So we learn about Pike. We learn about this triangle of Pike, Cole, and right Jordan off the bat. in the first chapter. And what has happened is Cole's been arrested. He was arrested because he was throwing a birthday party for Jordan. A birthday party for his girlfriend who wasn't there because she had to work until 2 a.m. That he forgot <laughs> to go pick her up. So he throws this birthday party that she never gets to attend, gets arrested. It winds up getting them evicted from the apartment the two of them have together. Pike then steps in because he wants to repair the rift. Yes, because Pike is upset. He's sad that his relationship is not what it should be with Cole. Pike saw this saw this opportunity and took it and says, I have a big house. I have extra rooms. 
you and Jordan can move in with me. And then Pike is also allowing them to live with him rent-free so they can save money. They're going to pay their way in other ways around the house. And Jordan is also a college student. She's going to school for landscaping. So that's another thing her and Pike kind of have a connection and bond over is like, it's because Pike owns a construction company. So Jordan's very much interested in what he does. Okay. So the first thing that I want to touch on um, is where Pike takes Jordan to his construction site due to weather. So mm-hmm. there's a big rainstorm that comes in and it floods. And this is like the first morning after Cole and Jordan have moved in. Yes. So this is like, it's pretty early. Um, Jordan and Cole have just moved in. There's a big rainstorm that comes in. And since uh, Pike is part of like a construction business, he owns his own company. Mm-hmm. It's kind of up to him um, to go to the site to make sure that the rain isn't going to damage the foundation and the stuff that he's building. Yep. So as part of Cole's bargain, in deal of living with them. Cole is supposed to help Pike with construction stuff when needed. Especially since Cole is always kind of like between jobs. Yes. He's never working at one place for long. Yeah. So this is like a prime example of when Pike needs Cole. But Cole is extremely hungover. And so Jordan ends up kind of picking up the slack and going with Pike to the construction site in torrential downpour. Mm -hmm. So in this scene, Jordan is loving it yes so they get to the site and jordan kind of just jumps right into it pike this is in pike's point of view so pike's kind of like thinking that okay she's not gonna pull her weight like this is just a waste but i guess i'll take her whatever better than nobody better than nobody but she kind of holds her own and like he glances over a few times and she is just like she's either laughing with like some of the guys or like she's hauling these bags like she's fitting right in yeah and like she enjoys this. And Pike likes that Jordan is not afraid to get her hands dirty. So then his inner monologue, he's kind of like noticing. Well, he's already noticed how attractive she is, but he's getting attracted to her in a different way now. And he's seeing like his crew check her out. And he's we get the first glimpse of him getting a little jealous. But he plays it off as, that's my son's girl. That's my son's girlfriend. Yeah. So Jordan ends up being an actual like benefit mm-hmm. to the work site. So later that night, Jordan goes to work at Grounders and Cole and Jay show up while Jordan's working. And you see Cole kind of being a good boyfriend in this part because he does kind of come around the bar and like he hugs up on her, hugs up on her, like gives her a kiss on the neck. Like, you know, hey, you okay? Like, Which I'm is here. nice because he knows that Jay causes Jordan distress. Mm-hmm. And so he is comforting her, which is nice to see. And this is kind of where you do get a glimpse as to, like, why Jordan has kind of stuck around and how they do kind of know each other very well and are comfortable with each other. But also, they've been friends for a long time at this point. Cam also shows up to the bar this night after Cole and Jay leave because they're going to go party somewhere else. And Cam is already aware of Jordan's new living situation and kind of went over, introduced herself, and was like, mm, this Pike guy is kind of attractive. Ooh, you're living in, in the same roof. It's like this hot, attractive, older guy. Like, and your boyfriend's never around. Mm-mm, and what's... you're a hot piece of ass yourself. What's going to happen? 
so this is like you know introducing how like cam likes to rile up her younger sister and kind of bait her this is a prime example of the sisterly yes the sisterly sisterly avenue of cam Mm -hmm. shell has cam come around the bar and kind of help out serving drinks and whatnot and cam is doing that this night and when it's about jordan's shift is up she puts a gift into jordan's backpack and this gift is a wet t-shirt contest flyer at the hook the strip club that cam works at and also like a little i guess like a little birthday gift yeah i would say because it was her birthday just like a couple days ago and jordan opens it when she gets home and she's like oh cam like you know, kind of, I can't believe my sister did this, but it's very much like, like on brand, for on Kim. brand for my sister. <laughs> but then Jordan decides to try it on. And this is where we get our first Cole's gone. And she's like, he's going to regret not coming home and going out to party because I look good in this. So she starts letting that fantasy kind of linger. But it starts to turn from being her dreaming about like fantasizing what her and Cole would be doing to this faceless man. And it's like with the wet t-shirt contest, then she kind of starts getting the hook involved in this fantasy where it's like her dancing on stage for like this this guy, this mystery guy, her guy. Yes. He is hers. She is his. And they're like, she's only dancing for him. Yeah. There's like nobody else there. She's on like a solo stage. And it's just her and this guy, and he starts smoking a cigar. In walks Pike. He comes home. So she 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 starts to realize that she's no longer alone, and is like, "Oh goodness, I need a right er, like hard uh, abort, abort 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 mission." And she realizes it's Pike who's come home, and he's on the phone. So she's like, "Whew! Thankfully, he's distracted and not hearing what I'm up to." And she's never seen him smoke a cigar up until this point. So I feel like this was a really cool, like, foreshadowing moment that Penelope did about, I feel like the guy she was fantasizing about went, morphed into Pike. Yes. Yeah. Or at least that's what it leads you to believe. It's her subconscious saying that she is attracted to him. Yes. And so very much then it's like, oh, goodness, I messed up. She, like, changes, puts, like, regular PJs lounge clothes on. And then to make matters kind of more awkward, so it's, like, she's just had this mid-masturbation session, and Pike comes home and interrupts it. So she's already embarrassed on that front. Then he, like, goes up to her room and is, like, hey, is, is Cole home, too? You guys want to, like, have a pizza night? And she's just, like, uh but she ends up, she first says no, but then she ends up saying yes. And this is also the first time that Pike and Jordan Are hang alone out together. alone. Mm-hmm. They put on a movie or a TV and they, they eat their pizza. This becomes like a normal situation where Cole's out and it's just, it's just the Jordan and Pike. Okay. The next scene that I want to talk about, I kind of have like a love-hate vibe about. Uh-huh. So this is the scene where Pike is doing laundry. He just got his laundry out of the dryer and he's upstairs going through it. And he comes across a red lacy thong, obviously belonging to the only girl in the house. Mm-hmm. So first, you know, he's, he's a little uncomfortable because he's like, how did that get in there? That's a very personal, intimate object of my son's girlfriend. 
Yeah. And so he is kind of having this like internal panic because he doesn't, he doesn't want to go and give it to her because he's like, no, that'll be even more awkward. I think he just ends up like, he's like on his way to put it in her room, I think, and make it so like she has no idea. He glances out the, the window in the backyard and sees that Jordan is mowing the lawn. Which is supposed to be Which Cole's is duty. Cole's responsibility, but of course, this is a prime example of Jordan picking up Cole's responsibilities because that's the type of person that she is. So obviously, it's it's the summertime, so it's hot, um, and she is mowing the lawn, and you know, she's looking good. I mean, she's wearing shorts, she's wearing a tight shirt that's probably, like, she has sweat, so it's probably, like, sticking to her. She, and she goes and takes a dive in the and pool. And she, she gets hot, and she goes and she jumps into the pool. As Pike is watching this, he's kind of like, damn. First, he's kind of like, damn. Then he's like, why is she doing this? It's not her responsibility. And then he looks over and sees his neighbor, Kyle Kramer, Mm -hmm. doing the same shit that Pike is doing. But Kramer's doing it in a lot more of a creepy Creepy way. way. He's legit just like, he is a peeping Tom. He is just eye candy in Pike's backyard. He is all there for it. And so this makes Pike pissed. Yeah. So Pike is a very possessive, jealous male lead. And not he, trusting. Not trusting. So he storms out into the lawn and he starts going at Jordan. First, you know, he's kind of like, why are you doing this? This is not your responsibility. And he's also like, you are being a cock tease. He even tells her, this is the part that I hate. He literally tells her to her face you are being a cock tease and people in the neighborhood are going to start talking. And she's like, what the fuck is your deal? I am mowing the goddamn lawn. She's like, I'm dressed. She's like, I'm not even like, it's not even like I'm naked. She's, she's like, I'm mowing the lawn. Yeah, and she's like wearing shorts and a shirt. It's not like she's out there like in a teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini doing this. Right. And so Pipe just comes on. He just comes out so forceful. And it's, it's, it's too much because I'm like, Pike, you got to fucking simmer down. Part that I love, though, is Jordan dishes it right back. They very much have, like, a brat dom kind of vibe. vibe. Mm-hmm. And this is where you, I feel like you start to see that. Pike then walks off. And before he's out of earshot, he hears her kind of whisper, like, sarcastically the, yes, daddy. But something that comes out of it that I love is from Pike's inner monologue when he's like, for the first time, I have the urge to give someone a spanking. Yes. Yes. And, like, that kind of plays on, too. Because like, right after she does say. She, sa- she says, yes, daddy. And that's the inner monologue. And that closes up the chapter. Mm-hmm. And that last sentence. And, no, I love that. Like That last sentence did something to me. Yes. I do agree with, like, the rant mini hate of Pike's overreaction and to that- the neighbor. Because it's, like, you're getting mad at him for doing the same thing you were it's like yes the neighbor was being more creepy about it but you were having the same kind of thought and this scene does kind of lead into a hate rant scene that that? i have so it's like after this it's like the next day pike forgets his lunch forgets his lunch jordan goes drops it off that's fine but then when she comes home it's just her and cole in the house for like the first time and one of the only times this really happens and I hated this interaction between Cole and Jordan. Here, I'm done with Cole and Jordan's relationship. Because Cole's back from his partying the night before. And he's trying to, like, talk Jordan into having sex with him. 
and Jordan's just not feeling it. Like she's kind of into it at the moment, but like they have all these unresolved issues and Cole is just MIA most yeah, of the time. Yeah, Cole hasn't been around. He hasn't been around. She's been picking up his slack once again. And then all of a sudden he's just like, yo, baby, let's fuck. Let's, let's go. And she's like, like, I've missed you. I've missed your body. And she's just like, no. She's like, your dad, this, she's like, I just feel uncomfortable. And he's like, well, he won't be home until five. He's working. And then, you know, Jordan kind of keeps going back and forth. Yeah, she's like trying to actually have a conversation with him about him not pulling his weight in their relationship and around the house because she's like, look, we're living in your dad's house and you're not doing what you're supposed to. I'm working. I'm going to school and I'm having to do all your shit, your stuff on top of my stuff. It's not fair. And we're supposed to be saving money and you're out drinking every night. And he's just trying to like, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to have this conversation. He just wants to have sex with Jordan and he's just not getting it. And it's infuriates me. Well, especially because I feel like Cole uses sex to get out of the hard conversation that Jordan wants to have. Yes. Which pisses both of us off. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not... No, like, that's a huge red flag. Throw it down. Instead of resolving things, Cole gets angry, storms out. And leaves. And leaves. Couldn't have gone away faster. Yeah. And then this whole scene just gets progressively worse. Because then Jordan has to go to work. And again, Cole forgets to pick her up because he's too drunk at a party from the fight that they just had because he's mad that he didn't get his dick wet. Right. And Jordan wanted to have an actual conversation with him. and he's So like, he drinks no. his feelings, blacks out, too drunk. She sees Cole's car, goes in, doesn't even notice the driver until she's like in the car, in the car. throws her bag in there. It's Jay. It's Jay. She is like out of that car in a second flat. Mm-hmm. And she winds up spending the night in the bar. Pike does call her because he realizes neither of them are home, but she doesn't want to get Cole in trouble. And she alludes that Cole and her are together, that they're both fine. So yeah, she lies and says that her and Cole are fine, that they're out. And she ends up sleeping on a pool table in In grounders. The next morning, Pike obviously knows that Jordan and Cole, they're both not home. But he's kind of like... I've talked to Jordan. I checked in. Everything's fine. They're probably just out doing their, like, teenage thing. So he's just trying to be a cool dad about it. But Pike then realizes that Jordan and Cole were not together that night. He storms into Grounders, and Jordan is working. He automatically thinks that Jordan straight up lied to him, which means that she was with someone not Cole. Mm -hmm. And so his outlook is that he's like, I can't have what happened with me and Lindsay to happen with Cole and Jordan. Like if she is two timing him, that is a She's no gotta go. go. And so he gets all hot and heavy in his feels and he storms into grounders and makes Jordan cry. Basically accuses her of cheating on his son. As she's at work. In front of her boss. In front of her boss. And so she ends up going to the back and she's crying in the storage room. And this is the first interaction between Shell and Pike where you get the dynamic of what Shell is kind of to Jordan. Mm -hmm. And this is my love because I hate that Pike automatically assumes the worst in Jordan, but I love that Shell calls Pike out and says, you think your son is the one in the wrong? And she's the one that tells him that his son got too got too drunk that he sent the ex who abused Jordan to pick her up 
and she ended up sleeping at the bar on the pool table because she would rather have done that than get his beloved precious son in trouble right attempt number one of jordan trying to leave pike's house and then there is a cute scene here because pike does realize he's in the wrong he messed up and he wants to kind of make amends to jordan so he builds her like a little garden patch so she comes home ready to like get her stuff and leaves and, and then, sees this. And sees this. And you have to realize, too, that Jordan, no one has ever really done something like this for Jordan, where they were actually really thoughtful in the gift that was given. And I don't even really think that Jordan received many gifts, like, growing up. Like, you know, she just didn't ever have someone in her life who was, like, caring and who actually would pay attention, attention to what she was interested in. And Pike did. So as of right now... They're mended. Like, everything of that encounter has been kind of wrapped up. Things are calm for the next little bit between everybody in the house. But um, Cole and Jordan kind of have a party the same night that Pike has, like, poker night with his boys. And so she goes downstairs where the um, poker game is being had, gets some, like, ice pops out of the freezer, and it's a pool party that her and Cole are having. So, like, all the guys playing poker are kind of watching Jordan in her little bikini leaning over the, like, deep freezer to get the ice pops out. And Pike's just like, oh. And she is wearing she is wearing a shirt. She's wearing, like, a, a she's, cutout. She's wearing Pike's shirt. That they realize because Dutch leans over and goes, hey, Pike, isn't that one of your old uh, high school baseball shirts that – and it is. Jordan has taken it and she's like cut it off the sleeves. Mm-hmm. And there was like a really cute moment where then um, while Pike knew that they were both kind of having like little parties, get togethers, he winds up getting Jordan like a makeup birthday cake, kind of like another way to like show that he's sorry for what went down between them and gives her some 80s music tapes that he had just kind of in storage. And this cake that pike gets jordan is like a three-tier pink champagne beautiful like this is very much a jordan cake because jordan is very like a girly girl so it's like a pink champagne roses all over the cake it's very much catered to her and it's it probably was not an inexpensive cake this thing was probably pricey Yeah, and he didn't just go for, like, your typical vanilla or chocolate cake with, like, some balloons on it that is just always, like... The generic. Sitting in, like, the bakery section. Like, this was, like, a special cake. Fancy. Yeah. He didn't, like, have it custom made for her, but it was, like, he went above and beyond and picked out a better cake than just... So, Jordan asks Pike about this cake because I guess Cole finds it first and is kind of like, yo, can we eat this? And so, Jordan goes and asks Pike... For permission. Is this fair game? And he goes, well, you know, it is for you. It's a belated birthday cake since you didn't have an actual cake on your birthday. And I love that Jordan goes, well, then no, Cole can't have any. This is my cake. And there, you know, we got a little bit more flirty banter building between Jordan and Pike. But again, nothing really crosses a line here. No. This does lead into something like the following day where Cam shows up. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Cam shows up being very Cam-like. 
she kind of just barges in on them. She's very much whirlwind. So, like, Jordan's inside cooking. Pike is outside doing lawn work. Mm -hmm. And obviously, he's, like, shirtless. He's sweaty. He's ripped. He's hot. Love it. And Cam notices. I mean, Cam's already noticed that he's an attractive man. Cam noticed. Like, that's the first thing. She's like, oh, wow. Hey. He has a license and a job at the same time, Jordan. Like, this is. This is who you need to be going for. And Jordan's like, no, this is my boyfriend's father. Like, Jordan at this point is still very much like deny, deny, deny. She's like, you're crazy. Trying to put up, trying to put these boundaries and these walls up. And Cam pulls, pulls a Cam. She knows her sister. So what does Cam do? She goes outside and she doesn't just go outside. I can picture this hips swinging. Oh yeah. She's turning up the sex, the charm. And she saunters right up to Pike and, like, I could see her, like, doing, like, the arm caress Oh, the laugh, thing. you know, like, the, the subtle touches. Yeah. The, and Pike, and Jordan's watching on, and Pike is entertaining this. He's not being inappropriate, but, like, Cam makes him laugh and Jordan notices. And she's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck are they laughing about? Yeah. So Jordan is, je- like, Jordan is low-key jealous of watching. Yes. So Cam is doing exactly what she wants and at one point even turns around and lips jealous yet <laughs> to Jordan as Jordan is watching this again play the out. comic relief of Cam which leads us to another spicy scene coming so after Cam makes Jordan jealous she kind of walks away like haha I'm fine with that <laughs> hair flip <laughs> and Jordan she's like I need to go cool off so she goes and takes a shower, but she can't use the shower that's in her room because Pike is doing construction and remodeling that bathroom. So they're sharing the master, the master bathroom. So she's in Pike's shower and she starts to have another little fantasy moment yeah, in the shower. She's feeling something. And this time it is a full on Pike, Pike fantasy, fantasy to the yes. point where she winds up taking Pike's loofah. By mistake. By mistake. Subconsciously, probably on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) And she finishes herself off. With his loofah. With his loofah. Once she's completed, she realizes what she's done and she's like, oh crap, I need to throw this away. There can be no evidence that this has happened. And the great thing about Penelope's writing in this book specifically. Is those little things come back later. Yes. And the fact that this is a slow burn, these scenes where the main characters are having fantasies and they're pleasuring themselves gives you, it's very in-depth. Like, it will take you through the entire fantasy that she's imagining. Yeah, it's not like one or two sentences. This is like... It's a whole, like, plot line of this, like, fantasy that Jordan has. So even though Pike and Jordan don't really get physically, like intimate until almost the end of the book essentially we get these little scenes that kind of tie you over mm-hmm. even though they're not real they give you something they to wet get your you appetite through. to let you keep going right and that's something that i appreciate with these types of scenes because we go so long without real romance mm-hmm. it's nice that we have these scenes kind of leading us building it's building us up which then leads into like another cute little mini moment with Jordan and Pike. They go to Home Depot to get um, supplies for her garden and 
like Jordan convinces Pike to get backsplash. And like the Home Depot guy like mistakes Jordan for being Pike's wife. Happy wife, happy life. That's what the guy says. And this, I love this because this chapter is in Pike's point of view. So it's kind of, he was the one that was having this conversation. And he was kind of shocked that the guy would assume that Jordan was his wife. Because up until this point, Pike is still very cynical being like, it will never happen. The age we're just two different people. It's, you know, he's... It will never come across as, like, a natural relationship. And right. this is the first time, like, a stranger kind of picks up on... Right. And says something that is kind of like, wow, maybe I'm wrong in my assessment of the relationship. But this cute moment is short-lived, though. Because we're about to have some more drama. Yeah. This evening. And it's not just a normal shift. It's lingerie night. So I guess grounders every Thursday, they do this thing where the bartenders wear like lingerie tops. Like corsets. Corsets. With jeans. Stuff like that. Nothing. But, it's not like hook level where you're influenced no, on no. strip club. But. but Jordan, up until this point, has never done it. And Dutch calls Pike. Yo, bro. <laughs> you might want to get your ass down here uh, because Jordan is up to no good. <laughs> So Dutch is being a little instigator and potster and making it seem like Jordan is, like, doing more than what she really is. So, of course, Pike gets down to grounders and sees Jordan in a corset. And is just, like, jaw to the ground. Because obviously Jordan is a bombshell and she's wearing a lingerie top. Pike can't function. Nope. And he's not okay with the attention. So we got that jealous possessiveness coming out again. And what does he do? Goes right up to her. And goes on the offense mm-hmm. again, just so hot-headed, and is uses Cole as the scapegoat. Yes, about his own jealousy and obsession. Mm-hmm. Again, gets worse for Jordan when she goes home. So Jordan was able. I think she like gets off early or something. I don't know if Cole is expecting her, but she returns home, and his car is in the front yard. And Jordan is kind of like weird. Like, she why is already, he home? Because he left to go to party. Right. So she goes home, and she's in the house, and she looks up into the backyard, and they have a pool. Pike has a pool, mm-hmm. obviously, and sees Cole and Elena, another one of their, like, mutual friends in this group that Cole parties with, and they are in the middle of hooking up. So then Pike goes out, and he sees it, too. Because Pike is like, what are you doing? Because she's, like, kind of, he can tell something's wrong, and he mm-hmm. looks out. And he goes, what the fuck? And he is actually the one that storms out there and starts Mm -hmm. kind of being like, Cole, what the hell are you doing? And obviously Elena jumps out. She leaves. She, you know, wraps herself in towels. She leaves. And the part that I hate about this is that Cole doesn't even apologize. He doesn't even, I don't even really think he says much to Jordan. He doesn't say anything to Jordan. It's really a conversation just between Cole and Pike. And Cole's just like, Jordan, you can stay here. I'm I'm leaving. And he doesn't own up to it. He doesn't give Jordan, his best friend, any kind of anything. I mean, he is so heartless in this scene. Mm -hmm. And, like, the second time that I read it through, it, like, really stuck with me. Oh, yeah. I was definitely more upset the second time around with this. I was mad the first time. But just seeing how you really don't get much of a conversation or interaction between the people who are actually in the relationship where it's like, you were just caught cheating. 
And the thing that really just makes me hate this so much more and makes me hate Cole so much more is that he actually turns the blame on Jordan and says she was always going to move on eventually. And the worst part is we, it does come out that Cole has been cheating on Jordan basically the entire book. So the second time that I read this and I knew going in that Cole was cheating on Jordan the whole time, I kind of was like, yeah. And I think even the first time I was like, he's fucking someone. He's cheating. Like goes back to that rant that I had about when Cole was trying to have sex with Jordan and he leaves. I think I even asked you, I was like, do you think when he left that he left to go then have sex with Elena? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she goes, move out, take two to her dad's. Because um, she just doesn't feel like she can stay with Cole not being there. She just, she doesn't feel comfortable. She feels like she's a burden. Yeah, there's no reason for her to be living at her boyfriend's dad's house if she's no longer in a relationship with this with person. With boyfriend. <laughs> so she goes home and she tries to take her car that hasn't been running that Cole and Pike have been working on fixing mostly pike um but it's still not ready so pike volunteers to take her even though he's trying to convince her you don't have to go oh yeah pike doesn't want her to leave pike is like you have a place here you are not in the wrong i'm not kicking you out cole has no right to kick you out even if he said you had to go yeah and cole volunteered to stay with elena but ultimately pike can't do anything to really stop jordan from going so he does take her to her dad's. I do appreciate this possessive side of Pike because when he does drop her off at her dad's house, he sees how awful she grew up. Jordan's dad is remarried and her stepbrother lives with them. And there's this very awkward, creepy conversation between the stepbrother and his yeah, friend there's just a bad vibe it's just bad vibes it's, all around and when she's going to what used to be her room her parents have gotten rid of her bed her bed there's no bed there's a towel as a curtain over there's spider webs and there's like dog poop and it's and pike is like hell to, to the, the no, no. You are not staying here. And this is a point where I appreciate Pike's kind of possessiveness. Yes. He literally pulls Jordan out and is like, fuck no, you are not He grabs here. the bag that like she was carrying and is like, uh-uh. He puts a stop to this. He's like, you're, no. And so he does kind of, he's like, you have that a macho energy comes out, but it's needed because there's no reason for Jordan to have to. He's like, you have there. a safe place to live where you're wanted. So they return to Casa de Pai. So then we get another kind of summer storm. Mm -hmm. Another like torrential downpour threatening the town where Pike has to help sandbag the riverbank. So Jordan and Pike end up going down to the riverbank where Jordan experiences some jealousy because mm -hmm. of a local woman, April, who is flirting with Pike just blatantly. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens between Pike and April at this point. No. They finish up the, the riverbank. And so... And Jordan's also single at this point. Right. And Jordan is single now. I feel like that's very important to note at this point in the book. Jordan is single. Cole's single. Pike is single. Mm -hmm. Well, Cole's with Elena. So as a reward for a job well done, 
Pike gets Jordan to go mudding with him. And that's something truck. they've talked about. And something that Jordan has wanted to do. And it's mm-hmm. the perfect kind of weather to to do it. So there's a scene of them mudding where they're just like having the, t- the time of their life. Like they're laughing, they're vibing, everything's fine. And it's kind of like a little date. It is like a little date. It is like a little date. I love to see it. It's like finally like... Are we going to get some smutty scenes? Because they do have, like, a joke about how... Well, Pike has a joke with Jordan about how, like, if a guy was into a girl, he would take her mudding and, like, he would let the girl drive his truck and... Because a truck is made to be used and abused. Right. And so Jordan ends up... She does get to drive the truck mudding and she's enjoying herself. So after that, um, they they end up going back to um, the house where they hose each other off obviously they're covered in mud Mm -hmm. so they're outside near the hose and they are rinsing each other off we finally proximity yes and we finally get a first steamy moment she can obviously pick up on the tension on the sexual tension between i mean pike is rinsing her off he's touching her and she asked him to rinse her off like can you get this spot can you get my back for me please (laughs) like you know what i mean like she's asking for it like she's She's putting the feelers She's out there. She's putting the feelers out there. So, obviously, he's who's, who's he to say no? <laughs> so, they're, you know, getting a little bit. And Jordan starts kind of egging him on. Mm-hmm. Where he finally breaks. And we finally get the first kiss between Jordan and Pike. And this kiss is steamy. He is picking her up. He is backing her up against the wall. All things that I love to see. Yes. It's, a, it's payoff. But it is short-lived because then we get, Dad, fucking Cole, your timing couldn't be worse. It's like, I already didn't like you. Now I'm really, really irritated by your whole existence. Because if Cole hadn't showed up, they definitely would have gone Things would have all the way. Like, further. they weren't stopping. Jordan had finally broken through Pike's defenses. He is powerless. He was finally giving in. And we she, are... I would like to say we are 56% of the way through the book at this kissing scene. Yes. And so, womp womp, ice water dumped on us because cock block coal shows up. So now Pike's walls have been built up again. Like, oh no, I crossed a line. I crossed a boundary. This can't Because he happen. was just, had his tongue down Cole's ex-girlfriend's throat. Where they just broke up like a couple days ago. So he feels bad, like, I'm taking advantage of her in this vulnerable situation, which really isn't the case because we as readers know that the relationship between Jordan and Cole has really been dead for a lot longer than two days. Yes. And so after this, um, Pike kind of puts the brakes on a little bit again. Yeah. Things kind of slow down a little bit. And so Jordan ends up um, babysitting Kramer, Kyle Kramer, the neighbor who Pike does not like. He thinks he's kind of creepy, scummy. Mm -hmm. He ends up poaching um, Jordan to get her to babysit his two kids because he has an event or something. And so Pike being Pike is like, okay, you've already committed, but you're you're not going to watch the kids here. Yeah, You're going to bring the kids here. You're not going to be waiting for him to come home at midnight while a hot babysitter and he's drunk. Like, no, 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 no. So I love this scene. Cause this is a great scene that you 
see Jordan and Pike interacting like with children and it like makes my heart. I have a thing about kids and romance books. I have like I know I just, you do. I just love it. I love seeing dynamics of like and it does kind of get you give you a glimpse of like how Pike and Jordan could interact if they had a family of their own a little exactly. bit. It kind of is almost like a little a little sprinkle, a little like, like a little Inside. nugget glimpse to how things could be between the two of them. So it is a really cute scene, which does then lead to another solo spicy scene. Because mm-hmm. when Jordan does take the kids back to their house, Pike is left alone thinking about Jordan. And he does have his masturbation scene moment here where he is blatantly getting off to Jordan. So then it's like another callback. Where he's like, where the fuck is is the loofah? Another thing that I really love that is like a brief kind of scene with Pike is that Jay shows up at Pike's house looking for Jordan. Oh, Because word on the street is out. That Jordan Jordan are broken up. Jordan's single. Jay shows up. Ready to scoop in. Ready to scoop in. And so he introduces himself to Pike. Jordan's not home. She's still babysitting. Pike's aware of the dynamic between Jay and Jordan because Shell let him in on that when he had that raging. At the grounders. So Pike is like shutting that shit down. He kind of like backs Jay off of his porch and is like, don't ever come around here asking for Jordan ever again where I will kick your ass. Don't even look in her direction. Don't even look at her. Don't think about her. She's dead to you. Fucking move on. Bye. Boy, bye. Yes. Bye. And I love that because Jay needs to be put into place. Mm-hmm. Like he need, he deserves a good ass kicking. And Cole wasn't going to do it. And Cole's a little bitch and he's not going to do it. So Daddy Pike, good looking out. Points for Pike on this Points one. Points for Pike. Which then does lead us into another cute little day. Um, it's a barbecue day where Dutch's neighborhood is like throwing a neighborhood barbecue Pike and Jordan attend. Um, Jordan was supposed to have a date that day with another guy that got canceled. This is a point where things are still kind of tense between Pike and Jordan. Jordan kind of goes off with like her high school friends and this guy that she, she get, like slushies or ice cream or something. They went and got floats like, at A&W. Yeah. So she's off with like people her own age and Pike is with Dutch, his wife and like where Dutch is also kind of making Pike feel jealous or guilty for his crush on Jordan. Mm-hmm. Dutch is kind of he's kind of like a tough love. Like this is never really going to work. You're not going to marry her. You're not good. She's not going to have your kids. This is just going to be a fling and you're going to cause a rift between your son. So why are you Because Dutch at this point has picked up on the looks mm-hmm. that Jordan and Pike give each other. Yes. They just can't hide the fact that there is something between them. And Dutch, being one of Pike's best friends, has kind of seen the change in Pike, too, since Jordan's moved in. Mm-hmm. He's not dumb. So she's over it, and she just wants to go back to the back house. And she does. But and she does. she pulls up and sees April's car in the parking lot. So Pike took Dutch's advice to heart. So he invited April over. Enter Jordan's jealousy. Yeah, and Jordan, 
her jealousy is a little bit more immature. It is. Because, again, she is still only 19, even though she is mature for her age in a lot of ways. She still has moments of being a 19-year-old. Yeah, she's never had a healthy relationship, and this is it's kind of showing here. Yes. So she brought a root beer float back for Pike, because Pike kind of gave her a little hard time about, like, oh, kid going to get root beer float. Right. Because he was jealous. He didn't want her going off with the guy that she was supposed to be on a date with. Mm-hmm. To get root beer floats, even though they were going in a group setting. Yeah, so she dumps the float in the washing machine and she starts banging around. Like music the, turns the music up is like then like pretending to like do her um college school work. So oh, I didn't realize you were home when Pike storms up the stairs. Like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and so. April is kind of in this situation where she's kind of watching Pike and Jordan bicker and like she could probably pick up on a few She's things. probably picking on these jealous tones between the both of them and it's just like I'm a little bit more jealous than what should be happening between Jordan and Pike. So she excuses herself. And she leaves. And finally. 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 They are going at each other and poking each other's buttons so much to the point where they can't take it anymore and we finally get our sex scene finally we get our first sex scene i love this scene so the next kind of scene after um jordan and pike have hooked up they had a full night of rowdy hot sex here for it you got get it guys Finally. And so Pike is in the next morning. Jordan's still in bed because Pike has to get up early because the construction starts early. So he's downstairs and there's a knock at the door. None other than freaking Lindsay, his ex-girlfriend, mother to Cole. And this bitch Mm. instantly calls him out because she is like, I know what you look like freshly fucked. And this is it. Written all over. Pike didn't even get out of the freaking house without having somebody come in and say, who have you been fucking? And she's kind of inferring that it is Jordan. Right. Because she obviously is not dumb and she knows that Jordan is still at the house. And so she's implying, she doesn't know for sure because Pike obviously isn't going to say, yeah, I just fucked Jordan. But Pike is now in his head because Lindsay is soured at the moment, is getting into his head and kind of fucking up what is kind of good at the moment between Pike and Jordan. Mm-hmm. So they're supposed to have a date night. Pike winds up bailing. They were supposed to do like movie and a pizza. Movie and a pizza. Very much like. Very them. Yes. And Jordan is pissed. Yes. Because. I would probably have done too. And I love this inner monologue with her because she's like, I'm done being the person that gets walked over. I'm not going to be that person anymore. This is kind of like her character arc. Like come to God moment of like, I don't want to be the person that just gets walked all over. Like I want to be respected and I deserve that respect. Mm -hmm. And so, and she's not going to put up with this crap anymore. Right. And she's, so yeah, she's kind of hitting her breaking point. So she She, does what any bad bitch would do. She calls her stripper sister. And goes, I think I'm ready for my first white uh, t-shirt contest. Yeah, first wet t-shirt contest because it just happens to be that night. Jordan ends up going. And so Pike returns home to an empty house. Because now he realized he's fucked up and he realized on his 
drinking with the guys that he just wants to be home with Jordan. Right. He finds the flyer for the wet t-shirt contest mm-hmm. and notices that the day and the time, it all matches up. So he's like, fucking hell. So what does Pike do? He goes looking for Jordan at the hook. He goes to the hook. Doesn't he also like wear a suit? He does because he wants to have this like. I almost got, like, pretty woman apology vibes where, like, at the end where Richard Greer comes through. Right. I messed up. I love you. Yes. Because Pike is not the suit and tie type of guy. He is that, like, construction worker, jeans, He's very blue collar. Yes. But he gets dolled up because he's, like. I got to go get my girl. Because. I messed up. He is also, like, I don't want anyone to see what is mine. Mm Mm-hmm. In his possessive male brain. (laughs) So he shows up to the club. And it's full swing. The music is blaring. There's girls on stage, drenched. But he doesn't see um, Jordan on stage right away. Then he sees a group of girls pulling a Jordan <laughs> to on the stage. stage. And she's wearing a lingerie top. Mm-hmm. And they dump cold water on her. She finally, like, she runs down from the stage because she doesn't actually want to be, like, up on stage drenched in a lingerie top, like, that's not really Jordan. That's not her personality. No. And this is where Pike kind of like intercepts her. What I love about this scene is that Pike kind of like, she sees him and like, you can tell that she's like, oh shit. And like, so she's like backing up and he's kind of like encroaching on her. Mm-hmm. But like, he comes up and just kisses her. So finally, he's the one pursuing her at this point and doesn't really care who sees. So they're like making out and he's like, we need to go home. He's like, you don't belong here. Like, you're not doing this. Like, this is mine. So they're out by the car where we get another steamy, like, makeout session, which is super hot. He, like, pushes her against the car. They get interrupted by the cops. Yeah. Like, she is up against the car and her tit is out. Yeah, because he's, like, pulled down her little tank top nighty thing and is, like, going to town on her boobs in the parking lot where then one of Pike's high school, like, friends who is a cop pulls up and is like, yo, you guys okay? <laughs> it's just like, oh my goodness. like Mortification. We get Mortified. these steamy moments and then it's like these abrupt stops with these embarrassing moments. Pike and Jordan do take it back to the house and continue on until the next day. Pike comes home from work. It's like five o'clock and he, like, pounces on Jordan And so they're in the kitchen and they're like getting it on in this really Mm -hmm. spicy scene. As they finish, they hear someone barging into the house. Yeah, so they're like mid-sesh. Yes. But they were interrupted by Cam barging in because Cam just... Because it's Cam and I love her. Whatever. So obviously Cam has caught them kind of red-handed. She can tell the clothes are not on right. And she also knows her sister and what has just went down. So now it's out in the open to cam about their relationship cam's here for it she's very supportive i mean she's kind of been pushing jordan she is towards pike this whole time she is concerned right she does kind of voice her concerns about just don't get your heart too involved because this could be a fling for pike and then we kind of get some more drama cole comes back because he is now living with his mother after his little fling with elena ended And he broke it off with her, supposedly, that Mm -hmm. he was the one that kind of called it quits. And so now he is living with Lindsay. But Lindsay, something with her apartment, I think it's like a window. There's something needs to be replaced. 
So they need a place to stay for a couple nights. So Cole comes back asking Pike, hey, can I stay here a couple nights? And also mom needs to stay too. And at this point, Pike and Jordan are are kind of sort of dating. Whether or not it's a fling, casual thing, or something serious, they haven't figured that out yet, but they are together. Right. They're seeing each other. And Jordan's been spending the night in Pike's room versus the room that, the spare room that they've now set up as Jordan's private bedroom. So now Cole and Lindsay are going to be staying there. And so obviously Cole has his room. Pike has his room. And then there's Jordan's room, which Lindsay's trying to take. Because Lindsay says, I can't sleep on a couch. I'm a grown woman. I need privacy. In the meanwhile, Cole throws a party. Jordan comes to get some more clothes or something. Like, she comes back to get a few things, and she's going to go back to her sister's house. Because she just, she can't be bothered with this whole mess. Rightfully so. Well, while she, and she's trying to, Jordan wants to make a quick appearance, get a few things, go back to her sister's, not be seen by Cole, not be seen by Pike. And when she's in her room getting stuff, who shows up but Jay. And Jay once again tries to come on to Jordan. But Jordan, she's really kind of stepping into her own at this point and getting more of a backbone. And she just tells him off. And I love this. It's something that I loved about it because I think this is the first time that Jordan has really took a stand. Mm -hmm. Specifically with Jay. I think that up until this point, she's just been so scared. And she's done. Pike does come up because here's the commotion going on. Jay's kind of gone back downstairs, but Pike comes in, checks on Jordan, and again tries to, like, convince her to stay sort of thing. So then they start to have an intimate exchange, like, intimate as far as, like, talking. And Jay walks in on this. Yeah, and Jay, being the dickwad he is, is kind of like, well, he's like, Jordan, if I knew you had a daddy kink... I would have let you stay with me, pay rent for, like, to get that, like, good, good, you know, kind of thing. And Pike loses Loses. it. He physically, like, assaults Jay. Like, there's a party going on. And so now this gets taken outside, and Cole's like, what the fuck is going on? Cole sees his dad beating up on Jay. And so he knows the dynamic between Jay and Jordan, so he automatically assumes Jay did something to Jordan, which he did. Mm -hmm. So then he does jump in to, like, defend Jordan. Then Jay lets it be known that there is something happening between Jordan and Pike. Yep, Jay reveals that Pike and Jordan have been getting it on since Cole's been gone in front of Cole and in front of the entire party. Mm -hmm. This is a lot for Cole. It's a lot for everybody involved. It's a lot for everyone involved. This is definitely not the way that either Jordan or Pike wanted this information to get out. No, they wanted to be able to have a conversation. They wanted to control the narrative, Mm -hmm. and they didn't because Jay jumped in and now it's been twisted into something dirty and so obviously cole is kind of like the fuck like fuck you dad fuck you jordan and he storms off he leaves and jordan can't handle this it's too much for her she honestly was just going there she didn't want to see any of them just wanted to get a few things to go back to her sister's house and instead of just going to crash with her sister she leaves town yeah she pieces out. She has a pen pal or like she has a friend from camp growing up that lives in Virginia. That they've kept in contact um, throughout the years. And 
this friend has been trying to get her to come visit for a while and she works at like a family run motel and like so she yeah so she goes so she goes and she doesn't tell pike she tells cam nope. and she tells shell so yep. they at least know where she is and she checks in with cam and shell so they know that she's okay um but she pieces out on cole and pike because she just she needs to do something for her and get herself right so another thing that has happened with jordan leaving is we find out Cole, while he's been staying with his mom, has actually been trying to get his life together. together. And he decided the best thing for him to do that is join the military. Pike didn't know about that until Cole was actually gone, gone. because Cole was going to talk to his dad about it. Kind of after this party, he had this idea in his head that him and his dad could go get tattoos. And I feel like that's where the conversation was what going to happen? happen. But obviously that did not happen because of the big... Uh, Reveal of big Jordan and Pike. So after, you know, Cole joins the Navy, Jordan's left, Pike's by himself. And he's miserable. And he's miserable. There is a two-month time gap mm-hmm. between um, this and the next kind of, like, section of the book where – does Cole come back first? Is that what ultimately gets him to go see Cam? Yeah, it's when he comes back from um, basic okay. training. Okay. So two months have passed, and Cole finally comes home from basic training. And he shows up at his dad's house. Because his dad, when he did find out that Cole did join the Navy, found he out where he wrote to him, wrote to him, sent him like calling cards. So then Pike and Cole, like, once they have this interaction, they finally start kind of mending their relationship. This conversation after boot camp, Cole kind of even asks Pike, like, where's Jordan? Because they're at the house. He was expecting to run into Jordan. And this is when Pike reveals that he hasn't seen or talked to him in those two months that the day that Cole left, Jordan left too. Mm-hmm. And my, inter- my interpretation was that Cole was actually low-key surprised yeah. by that fact. I think that Cole was really expecting to find Jordan still there. They start to work on their relationship and they go and get their tattoos. And Cole gets a tat- like big naval piece kind of. Yeah. He gets a, like a Navy tattoo, but he doesn't get it fully finished because he wants to have his first mission like completed on, on the boat before it's like totally done. And Pike winds up getting a tattoo representing jordan yeah and pike finally admits that he is in love with jordan yes he gets a birthday candle tattoo on his bicep because jordan the whole thing birthday girl she also has to every single time she blows out a candle she makes a wish and like that candle really represents a lot of their relationship so after um cole and pike kind of have started to mend their relationship they get these tattoos Pike finally goes over to Grounders to talk to Shell and Cam to figure out where Jordan is. Because he he's ready to admit and beg her and plead for her to come back, essentially. And I love this interaction because Shell and Cam, at first, when they see him, they are so cold. They are not giving him shit, specifically Shell. Yeah. Shell is kind of like, you messed up. I'm not telling you, Jack, shit. If anything, I want Jordan to stay gone. Right. I want, Shell was the one that low-key told Jordan to go. 
gave her some extra money gave her some extra money and was like the best thing you can do is leave so the last thing she's gonna do is tell pike but cam kind of steps in and she can see that pike is truly hurting she's like shell he's looked like shit for the last two months but in cam typical fashion she doesn't give pike all the information she says she works at a motel in virginia Go and, and find her. And he's like, what's the name of it? She's like, oh, I forgot. If she really means that much to you, you'll figure it out. Virginia is a huge state. <laughs> and they're just like, go wander Virginia. <laughs> See if you can find her. Good luck. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's all Cam gives. And I love that because I'm just like, yeah, make him work for it. And another turning point for Pike realizing he does love Jordan and wants to be with her is after he does the tattoos with Cole, he finally does re-enter Jordan's room and he finds this little jar of all her dreams. One of Pike's biggest things with like having reserve of like really considering Jordan like a potential partner in life. Is is he feels like he is going to hold her back. From her accomplishing what she wants to do. But then he finds her jar of dreams and he starts reading them. And every dream that she writes is something that he can give her. And a few of them actually even mention Pike by name in them. And then some of the stuff he's already done, like one of her dreams is having a clothesline in the backyard. And that was something he did during that two months she was away that he had no idea she wanted. So he's like, I've already done this. Right. Another one was like, come up with like a Christmas tradition, a new Christmas tradition, which is something that they could do together. Mm -hmm. So yes, all of these dreams as Pike is pulling them out one by one. He's starting to realize that everything that she wants out of life, he can give her and it's nothing. Nothing is holding him. Like nothing is going to hold her back by being in a relationship with him. Jordan is working at this motel with her friend, Danny in Virginia for the whole summer. Mm -hmm. And Pike finds her. He finds her. He makes his way to the blue palms, the blue palms. Mm hmm. And Jordan is like in the back going to get some paper for the printer. So it's Danny at the front desk. He is asking Danny, does Pike's voice? And she kind of drops the ream of paper and steps out from the back. They lock eyes. They lock eyes across the room. And Danny's like, I'm going to go in the back. (laughs) I'm going to go check on grandma. I'm going to go check on grandma. (laughs) And this is kind of where Pike professes his love and says i'm an idiot i fucked up i'm in love with you i want you back and i will profess it to the world it's you and me let's make this happen let's do the relationship let's let's be together let's tell everyone and so they end up getting a room and they stay the night at the motel and then it's kind of a year jump and it's her birthday again. Mm-hmm. So however much time was left after this whole story, it's her birthday again in this time jump. Mm-hmm. And they are on some quads out in the mud. Yeah, they're mudding on their four-wheelers, on these new four-wheelers that Pike bought for her birthday. They're having fun. And Pike says, I have a surprise for you. And she goes, but my surprise was the four-wheelers. And he's like, no, this was just an excuse for me to buy a four-wheeler. <laughs> And he ends up pulling out a box with a big ring in it. And proposes. And proposes to Jordan. And, of course, she says yes. 
And then to finish up the book, we get the epilogue, which is a nine year jump. And so much has changed. I mean, Pike's home is definitely a home now. Yep. There's pictures. Pike and Jordan are married. They've They're been married. married. They have a six year old son. And Jordan's pregnant with baby number two. She's about four months along. They're actually babysitting Cole's son. Cole met his wife when he was um, stationed in Japan. Stationed in Japan in the Navy. And they're about to go on like a little two-week vacation. Jordan now has her own landscape design firm. And she's giving a presentation. And after the presentation, they're going to a cabin for two weeks and meeting up with Cam. But it seems like, you know, you get your happily ever after. Jordan and Pike are still in love. I love a happily ever after. Cole's got his shit together. And it seems like everything has kind of fallen into place. And that's been Birthday Girl. And that's Birthday Girl, baby. Now that we've wrapped up the book, let's get into favorite moments. Okay. So my favorite tension scene in this book is something that we've already kind of covered. It was the scene where they were after mudding when they're washing each other off. I like this kind of scene because I like seeing Jordan slowly get into what she wants from Pike, Mm -hmm. which is obviously like she wants him. I really like that Pike kind of lashes out. Low key calls her a slut. (laughs) Yeah. And then... I don't necessarily love, but like Jordan handles that really well, which I which I appreciate, which makes me love the scene. And then I, I definitely get those daddy vibes because there's a few times in this scene when Jordan is kind of egging Pike on because this scene is very much Jordan pushing those boundaries for the first time, mm-hmm. like really pushing those boundaries. So she is giving it all she has to kind of egg him on and he definitely like gives me those daddy vibes is like saying go to your room and he says like yeah if you act, he says like you're acting like a brat and you if you're gonna act like a brat you're gonna get grounded like a brat like you know he's giving me he definitely. plays into it and in this moment I really like that but I think what really sets me like this is my favorite tension scene is once Jordan kind of breaks those those boundaries he like pushes Jordan up against the house backwards. So like her front is against the house Mm -hmm. and he finally kisses her from like behind, which like, I love, I love the like Dom thing. Like I'm here for like a dominant male character. And then like Jordan says like, she's going to leave. And then, Pike is like, nope, turns her around, lifts her up, slams her back against the wall, and then Those starts making out. Those are my favorite out. moments. Yes, and then starts, like, making out again. And then, obviously, this is where Cole walks in, and it's kind of like uh, water water out on the fire. Those are some of my favorite tension moments as well, where, like, there's the interruption with Pike and Jordan. Was when Pike comes home angry from work after the wet t-shirt contest thing when Pike comes home and he's all pissed off and he like starts storming up through the yard because he says one of my favorite lines from the book I'm not laughing now get inside and take off your clothes I've had a whole day to dream up the theme park I'm gonna make of your body tonight (laughs) that did something for me (laughs) yeah make a theme park of my body please (laughs) 
yeah. they get interrupted by a neighbor who is trying to convince Pike to go on a date with her and like have Jordan babysit. And Pike is being a complete ass. He to does the not handle that well. And it's no. so obvious. Like Jordan is like, oh my God, this couldn't be any more obvious that like there's something going on <laughs> between us. And then when they finally get inside and they do have sex, then Cam catches them. And then that's the scene after, yeah, and then Cam walks So in. just that whole moment, it's just like- It's a lot they, going on. They can't catch a break. No, no, they cannot. Going off of that, because there is a scene that we haven't talked about because we were waiting until now, because it probably is one of our favorite scenes, I think, in this entire book. And it is the scene where Jordan, so after It's just Pike, such a badass moment for Jordan. Yes. So after Pike comes to the hook after the white, the uh, wet t-shirt contest, Pike pretty much suggests to Jordan that she doesn't have what it takes to do something like that. Mm -hmm. To like dance in front of people or to be a stripper or to do a wet contest. Because the owner wet. of the strip club has been trying to convince Jordan to like come work for him for a while. Yes. And Cam sometimes, like, jokes with Jordan, like, oh, you can make more money if you just work with me. Right. And so this doesn't sit well with Jordan because she doesn't like when people tell her what she's capable of and what she can and can't do. So Jordan and um, Pike get home, and Pike's like, let's go for a midnight swim. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to go upstairs and put on my bikini. And Pike's like, Pike wants to see her in her shell bikini. Yeah, and he's like, okay, whatever. And so he's downstairs, and he gets a FaceTime from Jordan from upstairs. And he's like, what the fuck he opens it and it's jordan in this lingerie like very sexy lingerie he's kind of like with jordan the with the bikini on underneath right he's like jordan what's what's going on what's what's going on what are you doing and she puts on some music and she starts to give him a little like sensual sensual dance prove that she does have what it takes and so obviously pike is then losing his chill he mm -hmm. is like, I need this in my hands right now. I don't want to be watching this on a screen. But he also can't look away. But he can't look away. And so she then starts to, like, grind against her desk mm -hmm. and gets herself off as the camera is behind her. Because Pike says, put the camera behind you. I want to see you from behind. Yeah. And so she sets it, props it up, like, behind her. And, like, she gets herself off. And Pike is outside of the bedroom, like, banging on the door being like let Jordan open this fucking door right now and she's like no and then she says the line where she's like sorry you can't touch the dancers and hangs up on him and goes to bed <laughs> and goes to bed and then texts Pike and says oh by the way like don't masturbate tonight yeah you can't touch yourself you can't touch yourself tonight so then he has blue balls like the whole next day and is like a jerk to everybody at the job site, which then leads into, into my favorite. Jordan is a bad bitch, and I respect this move because it's something that I want to do and attain, but I don't know if I have the control. And so I love to see that she does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm here for it. So good. I'm here for it. And my other favorite moment is the first time they have sex after Same. the barbecue. Same. When Jordan is just pushing Pike's buttons, he has this moment, like, if she thinks another man can do my job better, because, like, of the arguing that they're having, and he's just like, bullshit, and then is, like, just grabs her, and... 
that whole first time scene is just. And what I love about this first time scene is there's specifically two things that I love. The first is the mirror scene where there's a mirror in Pike's bedroom and he kind of glances over because he can see themselves, like he can see them. And so Jordan catches that and she's kind of like, I want to see. So yeah. like he flips her over so she's on top and so that she can like look in the mirror and see it. And then she starts getting off on like seeing herself. Right, like love that, here for that. And then where he completely trashes his bedside table, like the lamp and the <laughs> yep. table, like he just fucking goes all caveman and like throws it across the room. And like, I'm here for that. Like I'm here for that kind of like, in the moment, like manhandling things. And he manhandles Jordan, which I love. Cause like, he loves to carry her. And like in this scene, he carries her from downstairs to her room and then carries her from her room to his room because mm -hmm. he's like, we need a bigger bed. Yeah. <laughs> for what I'm about to do, we need some We need space. We need some space. Need room for activities. <laughs> yes. And then he like destroys the like one side of the bed, like the table and the lamp and everything. Oh. And I'm just like, I'm so here for that like energy. So good. So here for it. All right, so now that we've t talked about some of our favorite moments, overall love and hate letter time, what were some of your love letter moments to the book as a whole? I mean, I think one of mine is definitely just going to be the banter between the main characters. That's something that I really love to see in any romance book that I read. And I think Penelope does a really good job at getting us that. Mm -hmm. I definitely felt very fulfilled, specifically because it is a slow burn. So there isn't a lot of like, it's not kind of throughout the hot and heavy scenes, but that banter does it for me where it ties, it holds me over. There was a really good buildup for this one. So I, I love that, that banter between the characters a lot. My love letter moments for this book of course, is Cam. Right. Love her. Which does lead me to a question for you is like, what do you think of authors providing like bonus content, Afterwards. additional, like additional scenes and excerpts after the book? I'm all for it. Especially if I really like the book, I want more. So um, Penelope does have two kind of extended scenes or deleted scenes that weren't in the book. One involves Pike and Jordan. Um, Which does give you an insight into their relationship before, in the public, before in the public, their marriage. And before the engagement. Too. Yes. Yeah. Before everything. It's only, it's like a few months. It's like Halloween mm -hmm. of that year, kind of when they're out in public, it gives you an insight on that dynamic of them, which I really appreciated because that was something that we lacked with the actual book. We didn't really get to see a whole lot of them interacting with each other in public around other people as a couple yep so this that penelope kind of gave us definitely gives us more insight which i love yes and with the cam one the cam extended could be turned into a book i, and want, I want that it as a book because it was so good penelope is so good the plot like i would and that's a more darker plot if that were to be a book yes then what birthday girl was yes and i would be so here for it and i specifically think that cam is a great character to do a side book too mm -hmm. i i do have some hate moments things i wish i would change mm -hmm. for this the biggest thing i 
we kind of mentioned it. This was a reread for the both of us. So the second time around reading it, I try to listen to this book. I try to do the audio. And I absolutely hated the audiobook. Mm. Okay. Why is that? So I really did not like the narrator of Pike. I just felt it. I felt the narrator made Pike seem more predatory. When I was reading it and had my dialogue for Pike, he did. It wasn't. It was more like protective versus predatory. Yeah, it was protective and. Like he kind of reads it in a creepy way. Like he kind of gives like creepy vibes. A little. With like kind of what's written. A little bit. Instead of like, you don't have that clear Pike is struggling. With the issue, with Jordan. With his attraction to Jordan. With the narrator, I felt it was very much Pike leaning into the attraction and not having as hard of a time with it as mm-hmm. what I created in my head. And that lost me in a lot right. of a lot of ways. Okay, fair enough. And I'm not a big I'm not a big audiobook reader ever in general. Um, so I will definitely take your word on it. I hate all audiobooks, to be honest. So. <laughs> it's, I, like, I just came across as more judgmental and inappropriate in his relationship with Jordan than, and then another thing, it's not really a hate, I just wish we got, is with Pike getting the tattoo for Jordan, there's kind of no acknowledgement about that from Jordan. Right, it's kind of mentioned very briefly that Pike got this tattoo but then that's it. Like there's no interaction between Jordan and Pike to be like, oh my gosh, you got a tattoo for me. That's yeah. a big deal. If someone got a tattoo for me, I would be making that a big deal. I just deal. thought that would have been like a really sweet moment yeah. conversation between the two of them. And it would have been perfect at the motel scene when he finds her, when they stay the night, mm-hmm. obviously. She's going to notice that she's been missing him for two months. She's yeah. going to notice the new ink. She was like obsessed with his tattoos. She was stuff. obsessed with him in general. Like yeah. she would notice. I agree. I think that that definitely could have just been a paragraph, mm-hmm. a dialogue. Like, it didn't have to be anything in depth. Yeah. But I definitely, I agree. And then the last thing, I, I wanted a little bit more from how the relationships kind of repaired themselves, like, between Jordan and Cole, how their friendship got repaired. Because they we never saw them have a conversation with each other about... I mean, Cole never really apologized. Like, we don't, yeah, we never saw them actually have a conversation about, like, mending their relationship. Yeah, and then the approving of how the dynamics are going to be going forward. Right, and the fact that Penelope does kind of make it known that Cole and Jordan had this such tight friendship bond, Mm -hmm. but then it doesn't really show them repairing it. Yeah. Or not even We don't get the reconciliation, really. Yeah. With the epilogue, it's clear that it happened. But we're just like, okay, it happened, but, like, we have nothing to go on. Mm-hmm. Right. And then also, like, Shell kind of falls off the radar. So it's like, does Shell actually come around and support this? or? And it is briefly stated that, like, Shell and Cam would be invited to the wedding in the epilogue. But it's like, did they show up? Right. We, but it's kind know. of like, we don't really actually know. Just yeah. want a, a tidbit more. A tidbit more. But let's get into some fun things now. Okay, yeah. So time for some fun aspects of our podcast. Our first one being casting calls where we kind of, based on the descriptions of characters, put actors, celebrities, whoever in as 
the people who we're imagining the characters. Mm -hmm. My choice on Cole is Austin Butler. Okay. I'm here for it. Yeah. The blonde, because Cole is blonde. That's where my Cole kind of lacks. So I had two. My first choice for Cole would be Timothy Chalamet. You just have to blonde him up. Mm -hmm. Don't really know if he can rock the blonde hair because he is like darker features. I don't know. But I just felt like that vibe. I could see Timothy doing a good Cole. Yeah. And my second was Chase Stokes from Outer Banks, the main character in that. Okay. He does. He's naturally darker, but in Outer Banks, he actually has like highlights where they make him blonder. And I don't know. I feel like I could just really see him as a Cole. Like he kind of is who I am imagining. All right. So those would be my two my two picks for cold i'm not mad at those who's who's your pike so i have two options for pike okay and both of these actors are from the first suicide squad movie okay so the first one is jai courtney he plays boomerang Mm -hmm. he's the one who plays boomerang in suicide squad yep okay and he's the darker hair because pike Pike is darker darker hair yeah and I just, I, he has this very rugged look to him. And I just feel like I could see him being a construction worker. Word. And. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second choice also from the Suicide Squad movie is Joel Kinnaman. He played Rick Flagg. Yeah, I could see that. And he's tatted in real life. Mm-hmm. Now he's blonde. But I mean, dye his hair or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then Austin Butler can also, he looks good with dark hair. So it's like if he decided to like make switch them, right? Blonde have Austin do the brunette. Yeah. Okay, I like those. I think those are really good. I also have two. So my first one is Taylor Kittish. He's from he plays Riggins on Friday Night Lights. Um, I was just kidding. He has like that scruff, the brown hair. He kind of fits the age like perfectly where like he's in his late thirties. That's kind of where Pike is at. And I could see him being like, cause Riggins is blue collar. So like, yeah. I picture him just like older being, you know, daddy Pike. And my second, who was like, I think one of my go-tos for actors, one of my favorites is Alexander Skarsgård. He is blonde, but like, he's just, but same thing, if we have a blonde pike, Timothy Chalamet, with a darker right. hair. Right, and I just feel like, I don't know, Alexander Skarsgård just gives me, like, daddy vibes, just I'm naturally. V- I'm very okay with him being pike. You know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with it. And get him some, like, fake tattoos. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Please. So those are my two. I think I think all of ours are really good so far. Yeah. Okay. And then who do you have for your Jordan? Okay, my one and only option for Jordan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but your one and only is so bang on that I Yeah. <laughs> so my my Jordan is Natalie Allen Lynn. So she is, if you watch One Tree Hill, the woman who plays Deb, Barbara Am no, Barbara Allen Woods. Mm-hmm. This is her daughter. And she really does look like a real-life Jordan. It's kind of crazy. Like, the more pictures I saw of her, I was just like, this is Jordan. Yeah. Because she has this, like, girl-next-door look to her, but then she also has these bombshell, like, Instagram 
batty kind of right it's like pictures. naturally when she's like natural she looks like that farmer's daughter girl next door but then she like adds makeup gets some like clothes going mm-hmm. and she's like that batty that and then like she's Jordan. a little bit curvier of a girl and that's kind of how i picture jordan especially with like some of the like sexy scenes and like the fantasy scenes that pike has he's always talking about her boobs and whatnot and... right so she does kind of have like the curves going on mm-hmm. and she's perfect so I chose Ava Sambora, yes. who is Heather Locklear and Richie Sambora's daughter. And she is like, she gives me the same kind of vibes as like the girl next door, but also kind of has like more of the baddie potential. Yeah. When we were um, showing me pictures of her, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but your pick does, I think, have more the body of a Jordan versus Ava. But I think both of them kind of hit that, like, the blonde, the girl next door, who can also kind of channel that, like, inner sex bomb, like, Mm -hmm. bombshell type of vibe. Yes. Overall, I'm very happy with, like, all of these options. I think... I feel like all of our casting could be, like, interchanged. Yeah. And it still works. Yeah. And so... If you're listening and you kind of want to see who we're picturing, like, these are who we're picturing. Google these people and then read the book with these images in mind. You're welcome. (laughs) So one thing that I would change, the first time that I was reading through this, with the buildup between Pike and Cole, almost was convinced that, obviously it doesn't make sense because Cole was already born at this point, but it sparked kind of this thought as in if Lindsay was unfaithful then there's maybe a, she was the whole time there was a chance that she was unfaithful from the get so for our next fun little i, I got three for you Ooh, i came with options I this time one. we switched okay let's go <laughs> yeah i came with options this time around give it to me so my first song i feel is like pike's inner monologue towards Jordan like a song to kind of wrap up his journey with falling in love with Jordan and it's uh the song is two by Ryan Adams and my last one is an 80s song because I had to pick something 80s for Jordan and it's tell it to my heart by Taylor Dane nice okay you kind of hit all aspects of the of the book I feel kind of uh underprepared because I did not do that. <laughs> to begin with, they're all on Spotify if you're ever interested. If I were to say this song, you would know exactly what the plot would be. And it's Guys My Age by Hey Violet. That's a good choice. That's a solid, solid choice. Yeah. Our final kind of touch point is our seal of approval and our final. ratings. Yes. So for Spice, out of five, our little chili pepper. Mm-hmm. Where are you kind of sitting? I'm sitting at a 3 to a 3.5. I don't feel like anything is super kinky. Like, it's it's definitely explicit. You are getting graphic sex scenes and lots of detail. But even the things they do, nothing is very out there. I think the first time I read it, I would definitely be at a solid 3. But the second time around, really kind of realizing how many masturbation scenes you get I kind of gave it that extra 0.5 okay that's fair I mean I was kind of right on I was between a three and a three five as well with the same type of reasoning right 
I would probably lean more towards like a three five as well. Yeah. And then what about overall? Overall out of ten. Overall, I gave it like a seven point five initially. First read, rereading it, I'd give it an eight out of ten. Okay, same the second time through. I don't really know what I think I gave it like maybe like a seven when I read it the first time, the second time it did get bumped up to that eight. And I think that our final thoughts, I think that this is a love letter to this Birthday Girl. Definitely a love letter. And Penelope Douglas. I don't think I've really read anything from Penelope that hasn't been a love letter. Fallaway series isn't my favorite. Oh, okay. I like it. It's not Devil's Night, that's for dang sure. And I'm sure we'll do a Devil's Night love letter eventually we'd i'm just gonna to say de- it's a love letter because it's, i don't think i, I couldn't even pretend it's we'd not. have to like devote like four episodes to devil's night but that is our love letter to penelope douglas's birthday girl thank you for tuning in yeah we've had fun i hope that you enjoyed kind of our breakdowns our casting our song choices let us know if there's anything you want us to read or think that we would like to read um, to do for a pod, we're always looking for some suggestions. We have um, planned a movie review, which is also probably going to be my love letter to Sebastian Stan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We don't always do um, romance books. Probably majority of it will be, but um, not everything. So just stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're going to have an episode covering Fresh. I think we have plans to do the TV show Pam and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're in the process of watching that. Thank you for listening to Emotions and Potions. I'm Alex. I'm Ashton. And this is a love letter to Birthday Girl. Thank you, Penelope. We love love you.